Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Hey guys, it's another episode of Big Demi Energy. How has your week been? My week has not been the best. I recently broke up with my boyfriend. Um, I love him. I'm crazy about him. He's wonderful. And it's just been really hard. But we are wanting to work on ourselves And we're still very good friends. It's just never fun whenever you're going through that. I've been smoking a lot of weed. And I've been wondering like how everyone is feeling whenever they smoke weed. Because sometimes I can, you know, if I take an edible, I like get like weird high. And I sometimes I can take an edible and have a chill high. And I don't know. I just am curious to know what everybody feels whenever they smoke weed and like anything that they can give me advice for like as far as strains or something and like what makes you feel the best. I'm very curious to know what makes you feel better because I'm not feeling the best and I would like to. Uh, I have a very, very special guest this week. I love her. Her name is Kat Dunn. She's from Big Brother, the latest season that we've had. I fell in love with her whenever she came out with her or whenever I fell in love with her whenever she asked everybody in the house, are you bitches conspiring against me? Because it was so funny because it was like everybody always wants to know that, but nobody really has the gumption to say it. So I thought it was really cool that she had such a confident energy about asking people whether or not they were trying to get her out of the house. Um, I think she's really wonderful and I've messaged with her a few times, but I've never actually spoken to her. So I am really excited about her. So everybody, let's welcome Kat Dunn. Hello, we have Kat Dunn here today. Kat, how are you? Doing good. Um, excited to finally talk with you. Our paths have been crossing for months now and we're finally, this is our first conversation that we're having together. I know. I'm so excited. I was such a huge fan of yours. And I remember that whenever I was watching your season, I went and looked at your profile and you were following me and I like messaged you and I was like, oh my God, I love you. And you were like, I wanted to be the Demi of the season. And I was like, oh, I love this girl. And she's a Dallas girl. Like what? I know. What part of Dallas did you grow up in? Um, So it's south of Dallas, it's like 20 miles south. It's called Red Oak. Have you ever- okay. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. A little country bumpkin meth head town. and I all grown up and off to LA I know it's it's really crazy because like I mean nobody ever expected me to be in LA and like or expected anyone from Red Oak to like you know be on a big TV show or anything where did you actually grow up um I grew up in Coppell which is a suburb of Dallas oh yeah and then I went to Preston Christian Academy which is a private school in Plano um and right now I live in downtown Dallas I'm at my parents right now but um usually I'm right in the middle the heart of downtown you were you were like living the life that I wanted. Like I wanted to go to like those schools and stuff. Like I wanted to go to Capel. I wanted to like, you know, be in Dallas and I'm over there like, you know, living the trashy life. <laughs> well, I was living the trashy life too. It's just <laughs> trash isn't where you grow up. Trash is a state of mind, I think. <laughs> I actually love that. I love that. That's a really good way to put it. Um, no, I mean, it was fun. you didn't honestly, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss out on anything. Um, high school was the worst. Um, and I don't know. I mean, trust me, you're much better off. (laughs) Don't be jealous of anyone's high school experience. I guess it kind of would be like, would be hard if you think about like, I don't know, maybe it's like, it's bougier up there. So I can't really imagine growing up like, you know, with bougie people like looking down on me. No, like, so I, so Coppell, that is I, I didn't go to public school because honestly, because I probably shouldn't even say this publicly, but whatever. But the drugs and everything in Coppell were so bad that my parents were like, we're not putting her through public school at all if this is what we have to deal with. Um, so they put me in private school. But that, I mean, if you want to talk about like bougie life, it was like there was so much pressure for like whatever my first car was going to be. So much pressure for what like, purse I was carrying. Like, and then we had uniforms, but like, we could express ourselves through our shoes. So it was like... Like things that, well, maybe high schoolers these days think about it because Instagram is so big, but like 
I feel like the things that I had to think about as a high schooler were like so much more vain than any high schooler probably ever thought about. Like who really thought about like carry like, Oh, like you're carrying a Louis Vuitton bag instead of a Chanel bag. Like, you know, like, so I need to know what kind of drugs these people were doing. What kind of drugs were these kids doing? Oh, um, well, I mean, nothing's nothing that like, isn't there anymore. Um, I mean, this is back. Well, are we the same age? How old are you? I am 25. How old are you? 30. You're 30? Yeah. I'll be there soon. I'll be there soon. <laughs> no, five years is a long way away. But I I tell everyone that I'm 25 because 25 is the best age. And I feel like I can still maybe pass for 25. So I thought you were 25. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really immature. <laughs> No, and like in a good way, like you just look young and like, honestly, I, I am 25 and it could be the best year, but it's not because it's been a year of lockdown so far and like terrible things are happening. So I haven't enjoyed a single bit of being 25. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 is a, 2020 is a bitch. But um, 20, whenever I'm 26, it'll be my year. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully if we're not locked down for the rest of our lives, who knows? Um. <laughs> But by the way, uh, oh yeah, well, first to answer your question, oh, the drugs that people were doing back then, it was like pot and stuff. Um, nothing that like, is that like groundbreaking these days, but back then, you know, like this was like over 10 years ago, it was like, you know, like you're doing pot, like next thing you're going to be doing is heroin. You're doing pot as a gateway drug. <laughs> exactly. So, so to bypass all of that. Um, I, my parents put me through, put me in private school, which actually ended up being a great thing because, um, it was my dream to go to Baylor university and the acceptance rate from Preston Christian Academy to Baylor is like a hundred percent. Like they've only turned down one person. It, whatever. And it wasn't me, <laughs> but, um, so it ended up being worth it, but I don't know, but I didn't have probably the typical high school experience. I was pretty sheltered, but eh, whatever. Dude, I get it. High school was weird for me too. Like I just played volleyball and I, you know, like my dad was pretty strict on me. Uh, so, and we had uniforms too. I went to a public school and we had uniforms and it was terrible. We had to wear like, you know, polos and like khakis and yeah. So oh my gosh, I bet you looked so cute in your polo and khakis. No, I didn't. I did not look cute because I didn't know that I was cute. Really? Like I knew that like people thought I was cute, but like, I didn't know how to do my makeup. I didn't know how to like, you know, accentuate my uniform. I, uh, had no confidence and I probably had like 20 pounds more on me. So I was really insecure and it was a terrible high school was a terrible time. I like was not confident. I was very insecure about everything about myself. Uh, it wasn't until college. Did you go to college? No, I went to Baylor University. You did go to Baylor. Yeah, which Baylor best experience. But what I was going to say, Demi, is I have a theory that the people that loved high school, the people that were like, I was so confident. I knew how to do my makeup. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone who had a great high school like peaked in high school so it's a great great thing that you it's a great thing that you say that about your high school experience that's why you that's why you're having such a great life now well minus coronavirus in 2020 and whatever Mm -hmm. but um yeah good thing you didn't peak uh but no but I went to Baylor University I uh studied speech communication and um yeah and ever since then I've just been kind of working in uh, marketing social media that I want to get into your life and like everything you've done since then. But like before we get into all that, I just want to ask about how you've been during quarantine, because I know that Dallas, I think, is like, you know, revoked a lot of the restrictions that we all had. And like you guys have a lot more freedom. My best friend is she lives in Dallas, too. You should go see her. She works at the Pottery Barn Outlet in the Arlington Highlands. She's the best. Like me and her have been uh, we met because we became college roommates. And uh, she's just incredible. And I want I just think you guys would get along well. Uh, So now you guys have been like relieved of some of the restrictions. Is your life back to normal? What have you been doing in quarantine, by the way? Where are you? So you're in Dallas. You're at your mom's house. Like, just tell me everything. I love hearing quarantine stories. Gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like my quarantine. First of all, I don't even remember what my life was like pre-quarantine. Like, you know how they say, I think it takes... 21 days to form a habit. I wish I would have like realized that when quarantine started and I would have been like working out every day and I would have been, you know, like doing like, I don't know, like being productive. Um, but in the first couple weeks of quarantine, I drank more than I've ever drank in my entire life. Like I, like Same. I love, like I drink wine. Don't remember, like I'm, hello. But 
like I've never been that person like drinks every night. Then like next thing I know, it's like two months into quarantine. I'm like, I've been drunk every night. Like this is so bad. <laughs> same dude, same. <laughs> um, at first, so when quarantine first hit, I thought it was only going to be like a, like two weeks tops. And I um, had this idea that I wanted to bring, you know, happiness and light to everyone during this time. Cause I noticed that everyone was being so negative and everyone, like, even people's, uh, people's mental health was declining because it was almost like, and it still is like, it's almost like there's no end to what's going on. And it's a very dangerous place for some people to be when they don't have like that happy escape. So I started doing these uh, quarantine Instagram lives where uh, every night I would interview a different person from uh, whether it was, you know, the big brother world or maybe like the reality TV world. And um, just for an hour to just, talk, you know, be positive and talk and kind of get people's mind off of, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, I had set my guest list up for two weeks and I was like, there's no way this is going to go, you know, like I got two weeks down. This is great. Um, turns out it like went for like three months. So I was doing Instagram lives every <laughs> night for three months, um, which was so much fun. And I got to know a lot of, um, I had to branch out and reach out to a lot of, uh, big brother contestants that I I didn't want to talk to. So I met a lot of new friends. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, and, but the other thing was, is eventually I've, uh, I kind of let up on them because the climate's changed a little bit. I want to, um, one week I want to, I, uh, I just feel like right now, like with uh, everything with going on with the Black Lives Matter and kind of the social climate that we're transitioning into, um, it wasn't really the time to distract people from what was going on. So I stopped doing them for a week, um, a couple, like I think it, like when all the Black Lives Matter uh, stuff was happening, uh, which of course is still going on. Um, and I haven't really picked them back up just because I don't, I, right now it's like, I mean, you know this as working in social media. Um, quarantine and all of this has absolutely affected our jobs. Uh, I mean, whether it was businesses that had to cut back on, um, you know, their spending and their budgets or even just like the content that we put out. Cause we don't want to, I mean, I don't want to be insensitive to, you know, the climate that's going on. Um, so right now I'm in kind of a transition period where I'm trying to figure out, okay, how much longer are we going to be in quarantine? Where can I go from here? How can I keep making a positive impact on, you know, the people around me and my audience? So I don't know, but I really respect that. I really respect that you are trying to keep the focus on something that's important. I love shopping online. I love the ease and comfort of scrolling through websites and treating myself all while being in the comfort of my own home. Don't we all? We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. It is a pain to try and search for online coupon codes. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that finds promo codes for you and automatically applies them to your cart. Just the other day, I was shopping for an air fryer from JCPenney and using Honey saved me $17 with just one click. When you check out, the Honey button drops down automatically and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey scans its database of all the working coupons for that site and watch the prices drop. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, like Ulta, Lululemon, and even Walmart. If you don't have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free money. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Demi. That's J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-E-M-I. On another note, I want to know more about you because I obviously watched your season and I watch every I can't season. believe that you watched it. I would have given you a shout out or a couple. Because oh, you – give me. Because I'm like pouring my wine. I have to tell you. If I – okay, so of course – I feel like every girl kind of like – when we watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, we're always like, what would I be like on the show? Demi, I would be you. Like, I, like I'm not even kidding. Like, I would be – the like wild, like can't be tamed girl that is like, they like, you were there to have a good time. Like, yeah, like you, you know, you were really feeling it out. Like whatever happens, happens, but you were just like down for whatever. They're to have a good time. You were entertaining before I even went on big brother and I was watching your season. I thought that I was like, Demi is me to a T. Um, so yeah. So the fact that you were watching me on big brother is wild. (laughs) I loved you. I loved watching you. And I, I can't even get over that you were following me. Like whenever I went to your profile, I was like, oh my God. I was like, this girl is so cool. Um, 
The one thing that I will say that you did that disappointed me, which I'm I'm sorry if it's sensitive, but I want to know about it. But it was like post show you dating Nick. I couldn't stand that Nick guy. I couldn't stand him. You know what's so funny? This is some tea. So, um, so when my phone ding just went off earlier, and I was like, "Oh great, it's Nick texting me." So I posted this. Um, so I guess some backstory. I just made this fire TikTok where it was like, you know, those like pictures where you're like, set, like the guy is behind you, like holding the hand. It's like the point of view. Yeah. So I made like a video of it. I'm really proud of it because I edited the video and audio on myself. But it's like, but the whole point, like the point isn't whose hand am I holding? Like the point is like the video. Nick just texted me out of nowhere and says, whose hand are you holding? And I'm like, my first uh, my friend Alex, who I had to take the video of me because I went like, that's not even the point, but whatever. He just. It's about toxicity in a relationship and that right there, like. I've I've been experiencing a lot of that, like with myself and like with what I've been going through and stuff. And like, because you just have to break up. Well, I mean, no, it's okay. It's it's not. I wouldn't necessarily like claim it, like declare it right now as a breakup. Like, it's it was just like, I don't know. He's actually going to be coming over once I get done with this, uh, because he has to bring me all my stuff back from his house. But it it's kind of like. Um, and it's toxic on every level whenever you get to that point where you're like, I like, you know, you're questioning everything each other is doing and you're like, it's a trust thing. And, uh, like if you can't trust each other, you're never going to have a relationship. And like, I know, like I did everything I could to be trustworthy. I know I was up to nothing. I was always loyal. I was always like, everything was about, you know. Slater like everything was about the person I was with but if you have trust issues you're still going to question everything and like I questioned everything he was doing he questioned everything I was doing like it's about a lot of trust issues and if you can't trust the person that you're with you have to like have this maturity that I I didn't have and that you know he didn't have and something that I look forward to in my next relationship, whether like it's with if, if me and him decide to work it out or whether it's with somebody else is like, I'm with you because I trust you and I don't need to question everything that you do. I don't need to question you like holding hands with somebody in a video like I, I don't even need to like that. That shouldn't bother me. That shouldn't bother me at all. And so I, I mean, I, that's something that I I definitely learned is that. It's it shouldn't be so childish to where you just like accuse each other of something all the time and you just actually let yourself like let your guard down, let yourself trust somebody, which is really hard to do. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even know why you dated this guy. He seems so shady in the first place. So I guess as far as like you were talking about trust. So that actually wasn't even an issue with me and Nick at all. The thing that I really liked about him was that uh, I'm, like, I'm such a free spirit. I can't be tamed. <laughs> and same. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but he let me be that person. Like he, like I was traveling with, I was traveling with other dudes. Like, I mean, because there were my friends, like I was, um, you know, going out in Dallas, I was like being social and all stuff. And he never like told me, not to do that. Like he always trusted me. It wasn't like, it wasn't really like a toxic relationship in that way. I wouldn't even necessarily say that he was, um, I don't like, I wouldn't even necessarily say that our relationship was toxic. Cause he was, he was what I needed at that time. Um, what even like, I, I need to know like what even like, sorry to interrupt you, but like what even attracted you to him? Like after everything you said, we are locked in a house with no other people. <laughs> Man, you got your big brother goggles on. No, but um, no. So the Nick that I saw, the Nick that I was with in jury was a completely different Nick than on the show. Um, I have a whole theory behind this. And a lot of people are probably going to take this as I'm dragging him, but I promise I'm not, or maybe I am. I don't know. But, um, I think that with, with Nick, this, and with a lot of people in the house, honestly, it was their first time, well, going into Big Brother House for everybody, it's the first time that ever, in any kind of situation ever, that you really start over from ground zero. No one that you're in that house with knows 
knows anything about you. They don't know what your background is. They don't know what your life back home is. Like, it doesn't matter the kind of, you know, like we all have, like, no matter who you are, you all have like a certain clout you carry with you everywhere, whether you're like applying for a new job or you're, you know, going to meet, you know, you're going to network at a business event or you're, you meet, you go to a new town or, you know, like there's so much that like kind of you bring with you to like like oh this is who I am when you walk into the big brother house you don't have any of that you're all on a level playing field and it's all completely based on first impressions of everybody um which you know for a very humbling uh thing for me was that they didn't like me based on first impression they thought I was dumb they thought I was whatever they just they uh, there was at least eight people in that house that thought that they were better than me and that was a really hard thing for me to take. but on the flip side of it if you have blonde hair, people think you're dumb. Yeah, exactly. But on the flip side of that, there was also a lot of people in the house that this was their first time that maybe they don't have a life back home that they're proud of. Maybe they don't have, um, a, like maybe they've never had that moment where they've been the majority of the house or they've been, ma- they've been calling the shots and making these big moves and people are listening to them and like they're, you know, the, they have all the clout in the big brother house. And it was a power trip for a lot of people. Um, and I think, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to drag Nick on this, but I think that he's a perfect example of someone who had never really been the cool person in the house. And I, and I'm, I I mean, I I don't even want to take it back because I stand by what I said. Um, all of a sudden, you know, he was in the Alliance of Eight. He was, um, all of a sudden really cool in the house. And I think that that was like he had never had that kind of power before and it completely turned him into a different person and he was bullying people. He was rude. He would like get on these highs of like, I'm going to spit in that person's face or like, I'm going to like blah, blah, blah. And well, that comes from like, that comes from a lot of hurt of like, you've been hurt a lot in your life. You know, it was mom, mob mentality. It was a total power trip. And he's not the only one to have this. I didn't just think that he, I think that he's the perfect example of this because as soon as he got in jury, he kind of leveled out and I saw a different person that was a lot more, that, were, that was a lot more kind and would listen to me and offer really great advice for what I was going through and was kind of, and was there to help me through, you know, my struggles of, you know, this big brother house. And, you know, when you're in the limbo land between big brother house and the real world. And he was a really great friend. Um, and he, then also from after being out, being out of the house, um, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with me that he's completely different outside of the house than he was in the house, but it's really too bad that he felt like he had to be that person. And it was almost like, and other people were like kind of egging him on with this kind of stuff. He just became like a whole different animal. It was like every single bad quality of his was completely highlighted in the house. Um, but with that being said, I mean, we, I think when we broke up, like he was, after post big brother, he, it was great because I really did need somebody to kind of talk things through with, and, you know, we're all kind of going through it together. So it was really nice having him there to, you know, to kind of go through this with me. Um, but when it came down to it at the end of the day, like we both have such different goals in life and we both are on completely different paths. And, um, I mean, he's still really important to me, but it just was clear that it wasn't going to go anywhere. What, what are like, what are his goals versus your goals? Um, I mean, for instance, like I love, like I'm, I can't ever picture myself moving out of Dallas. If I do, it'd be to LA. I mean, it would always be in like a big, come on on then girl. Come on. I got an extra bedroom. I mean, I just like, I am like a big love going to events. I love kind of like chasing that next big dream. And I just, it's almost like my imagination is bigger than what I'm working on myself. I feel like you're probably the same way. Um, I mean, like I can't be tamed until I find somebody that I can have this life with. And then we'll, I, I still both can't be tamed, but we're going to go through it together. And he, you know, I don't think he really wanted to move to Dallas. I don't think he wanted to, or, or LA. Um, also another thing is like, I love to travel and he doesn't travel. And he's also like, he's just in a whole different place in his life and it's just a lot different from where I am. So I don't know. Where does he live? He lives in, uh, New Jersey. Uh, so he's, he's the East coaster. Like what does he want to move to New York or something? I don't see. I don't know. Like, I mean, he, I think like another, like this is I like another thing that like kind of was a, I guess a, 
30, I'm financially independent. I mean, here I am at my parents' house. But, you know, like, I'm 30, I'm financially independent. I, you know, have my career and I've had my career for years. And he was kind of just breaking into his career. He, you know, still lives at home, which is fine. But it's like, that's a, like two different lives right now. You can't really come together on that. Isn't it crazy how, like, back in the day you would think about people and if, it's like if you're 18 and you haven't moved out, like – you're a loser and now it's like oh no we're all like in our 20s and 30s like we're all still living at home like you know we're like I mean I I I was living at home before I got on the bachelor and stuff like I wouldn't have been able to move out to LA before I was on the bachelor like and it's totally chill I lived with my parents until my mid 20s but it's just but the but the where you are at that like where he is at that point in his life right now and where I am in my life it's just two completely different things yeah I think hard to make that work yeah, I think that there's no shame in living with your parents at whatever age you need to. I absolutely do not shame that. But I do think that whenever it comes to a, a relationship, that it's very important that you know what you want in your life. You're doing, you're making the changes that you need or you're, you know, going after your goals. Like, I do think that that is important. Like, you have to have a mission. You have to have, like, something that is going to get you, like, to where you can be an independent person doing the things you want to do to and, like, have the most confidence in yourself. Because if you're living with your parents, you're not the most confident because, like, there is a stigma that that's shameful. And so I think that, you know, whenever you're going to involve somebody else in your life, like you need to be established on your own and like, you know, be ready to be like, yeah, I'm ready to have a life unless it's like some crazy movie scenario or like, you know, some crazy love story happens and it's like, oh, whatever. But actually what you said, but I mean, off of that note, so no one listening to this thinks that I'm like shaming Nick for living at home. No, I don't think so at all. I don't think that. But, but really the straw that broke the camel's back was that um, him and I, like him and I were on Instagram live one night and um, a fan was in the comment section, like completely trolling Nick, which the fact that he was even giving them energy was like just immature. And um, the guy was like, you know, giving him like shit for like living home with his mom. And then Nick goes like, Oh, well, if you want to go bank account for bank account, then I will. And I was like, like, first of all, don't tell a fan or even if they're a troll, like, don't be like, let's go bank account to bank account. But then also like, it just showed like how like insecure he was about that. And then like, I like made a joke. I was like, and then, which I still think is kind of funny. I said, well, if I was living at home, my bank account would be higher too. Because that's something that I was like, it's funny. Is it not? But it's true. Like, it's true. Yeah. And um, Nick got in, he, he like threw this like fit, logged off my Instagram live and then started like typing in all caps in the comment section about how like, well, my dad paid for my college and all this other stuff. And I was like, are we really like, are we really getting in a fight over this right now? Because it just showed, it showed how he really was like shameful of that. And that is a place of growth that he needs to overcome before he can really enter into a relationship of any kind and also just like I was like why are you trying to troll me for my dad paying for my college that's a blessing but whatever <laughs> anyways no but that I mean that's so true like that's exactly how people react whenever they do feel ashamed of like not accomplishing everything that they want to and they're you know living off of somebody else essentially still trying to get their life together which is totally fine like totally fine to know that like I don't know what I'm doing I'm trying to figure it out I need help like it's fine to need help it's okay but like to be defensive and mean about it it's like okay wait let's stop reflect let's be a little bit more mature which I have to tell myself every day to be more mature like I'm the most immature person ever huh I said Sam we all have our struggles exactly like it's it's totally normal and I it's not like I don't respect somebody because they live at home. I lose respect for people who are like still living with their parents whenever they start um like projecting that onto me or like, you know, being you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like whenever you Yeah, it's like you can't if you're gonna live with your parents, you need to know like I'm living with my parents and I'm owning that and I'm not gonna be bitter about people who may have something to say about it because I'm like, damn, you're right. You know, like whenever I lived with my parents, I was like, and I did it. Like I moved out, went to college, got my own apartment. That whole thing failed. And I was like, dad, I need you to come get me. I'm in Austin. I need you to come get me. My dad came and got me. And I was just like, yeah, like I'm struggling. I'm living with my parents. Like 
And I did that for years. There's no shame in that. It's just, it, but that does have, that does make a huge disconnect. Um, it's all about the ego. Yeah. But then also like when quarantine started, for instance, um, I remember like it, when, when COVID first hit, it was very stressful. Like not only did we have this unknown disease that was spreading around that we didn't know anything about. And every day there was new breaking news or like regarding the disease, but also our economy was hit so hard um, that it like it, it completely changed everybody's life. And that was when I realized that there was a huge disconnect between me and Nick because I was trying, I was trying to talk to him about like, Oh my gosh, like what am I going to do about this? Like, you know, these companies that I'm working with, they've cut their budget. So now I have to, I have to forecast for my spending, like things that, you know, like I had to be aware about as an adult. And it was like, he had no, like he like didn't understand he was, and all he would do is play video games all day. And I was like, Nick, like, like he didn't understand why I was scared of not scared, but he didn't understand why I was stressed out about the future. He didn't understand why I was stressed out about COVID, all this stuff. And I was like, Nick, this is a real life situation that as adults, like we're all faced with. And I just kind of realized what, how much growing up he had to do. And that I was, I wasn't the one, I I don't know. I feel like I've already said too much, but you know, whatever. No, I mean, I don't think you've said too much. I haven't said anything false. So no, I, I mean, I think everything that you said is very valid and, um, especially I can't even imagine how hard it would be like being with somebody who wasn't right next to you. Like I spent all of Corona with the person that I was with. And so we were going through it all together and it essentially like it, it really messed up our relationship. Like being with somebody who you just met like a month ago and then spending every single day together and Uh, both of us like going stir crazy and then like you know like not being ourselves like not doing our normal routines and all of that like it really gets to people and I think that's okay and like you know you some people like I don't know you lose sight of like everything you're like well I can't do anything and like I was pretty okay with it I was like okay this is you know this is lockdown. This is quarantine. I'm cool with it because I've been having to do things every day and like I'm actually enjoying the break. Whereas he, you know, he was like working on his music and like doing all these things. And, like he's trying to like get somewhere. And it was like he can't do all the things that he's been planning on doing because of quarantine. And, you know, so he's frustrated and I'm like chilling and I'm like, no, nah, this is cool. Like <laughs> I like this. I'm like, I would love to lay in bed all day. And he's like laying in bed all day makes me feel terrible. And I'm just like, I just haven't laid in bed all day for a long time. Like, I love this. So it's like quarantine really has damaged so many relationships. Like I, some of my closest friends and stuff, like, I mean, I know several people that have broken up because of it. And I'm just like, damn, coronavirus came in and it came in to not only like kill people, but it also killed relationships. Like it just killed everything. Like it was just the worst thing that's ever happened. There's a lot of great ways to start off your day. Drinking coffee, eating breakfast, listening to my podcast. But what about starting your day with making your bed? Making your bed every morning starts a chain of daily successes. And what feels better than making your bed? The sheets that go in it. Go with Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets. I personally love Brooklinen sheets. They have made crawling into bed so much cozier. They are high quality sheets that come at a low price. They have a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for all of your lounging needs. My favorite sheets are the ones made of linen. They are airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. And there's even more to love. They have big bedding bundles that include everything you need. One duvet cover, one core sheet set, and two extra pillowcases. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use code DEMI only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. that you are now starting a new relationship and it is with the one and only reality Steve who actually hates my guts. He does? He hates you? 
Oh, he hates me. He's never said anything nice about me. He hates me. Well, buckle up, Steve, because you and I are a lot of... I know. I'm like, I literally was so mind boggled because I was like, me and Catherine are so much alike. Like, me and Kat Dunn are so much alike. I love the f- out of her. How is he possibly like interested in her whenever he hates me so much? Like, I feel like that man wants me dead. <laughs> well, okay. There's a lot to unpack here. First, okay. So first, this is more okay, more tea. The more I drink, the more tea I smell. So, um, so when Nick found out about the me and Steve news, he was so like, I mean, that was like, you know, he, I think that was like, it was a little shocking to him. And, um, he like called me and was all like, um, like, Oh, like, you know, that's embarrassing. Like that's such a downgrade from me, like blah, blah. And I was like, Nick, I was like, honestly, the general consensus is that I upgraded. It's just like, you know, who even f-ing cares about that? Because it's... Yeah, really- I know. I, mean, I just thought it was funny that I was like, I was like, all right, don't pick this up with me. But anyway, so the thing about... Shows his immaturity. It just shows his immaturity. But so the thing about Steve is, um, I think... Well, first of all, um, him and I, we met because I was doing... Because I went on his podcast. And um, before I went on his podcast, he didn't like me. Because I have... I mean, I guess now that I know... Yeah, now it all makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, and, you know, and I, I read what people say on Reddit and, you know, especially when people are talking about me and him and they're all like, wow, like he's t- like, he's, he's talking to her. Like she's literally everything he hates. Um, I think that maybe he's never really the types of girls that he talks about on the bachelor that he's probably should talked about. Maybe he's never really met them in person. He's never really like for him. It's like y'all are, characters on a show and he never really was like he never really was able to humanize them is that the right is that the right word like he never really maybe never registered with him that they're actually real people and that you know whenever you see somebody like you know on tv with like a big personality and like you know they're you know on camera edited to look their best like you don't realize like the heart behind that person so maybe like I was the first person that he got to know on like a personal personal you know one-on-one that made him realize like oh like you know, they're not what I thought they were. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just me, me saying it. But the other thing is, is that whole thing was so like, I mean, I hate to, like, I, I don't know. Like it was kind of blown out of proportion because all of a sudden, like it was like on his live, he was like, Kat and I have been talking for seven weeks or something like that. And, um, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my gosh, they're, they're seriously dating. They moved in together. They're getting married. I was like, oh my gosh, people like literally like we like have hung out a couple times and like we're like it's not anything crazy um (laughs) it got really blown out of proportion and it and honestly it it did it kind of caused a lot of stress in my life too because um it wasn't it it wasn't like well received yeah like I'm gonna be honest like I thought that you are the epitome of everything that I would think reality Steve would hate because you and me are very similar in a lot of ways and he hates the shit out of me. And so I'm so surprised that he, I, I don't know. I'll ask him, but well, tell him that I respect him and I am only angry with him because he hates me so much. And has said so many negative things about me whenever it's like, I, I haven't done anything to him. What like what does he hate about me? He hates what he's What did you do besides go on a show? <laughs> Went on a show and did things he didn't like. Like I get it, but if if he met me, anyone who meets me knows like I am very very like socially intelligent, emotionally intelligent. Like I give people I make people feel amazing like and I feel like you do that too. I get that vibe from you. Like you you want to make people feel good. And I'm 25 years old. I don't have it all figured out. Whenever I'm 30, I'm not going to have it all figured out, but I'm trying and I'm here to listen. And like, I'm not closed minded on many things. Like there are a few things where I have my view and I stand by that, but I'm very open minded. I want to make people feel good. And I'm not this monster. He thinks I am like, there's, there's just more to me than what he gives me credit. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that, I, and I don't like. I can just, I can just picture it now. It's like on on Reddit, people are gonna be like, Catherine goes on Demi's podcast is talking shit about Steve. But so I'm not trying to make this be like a thing like that. But I think that um, maybe this is the case with him. But it's the case with a lot of people that blog about 
reality shows, or they are, you know, avid Reddit readers about reality shows. Um, a lot of people don't realize that we are real people and real emotions and they watch you know they watch the bachelor they watch big brother with the intent of like what kind of shit can i talk because a lot and honestly this is how women were raised women were raised to grow up like and our bonding is to shit talk other people i mean to gossip and all that like you know on the playground like when you're in middle school like at the lunch table like you're sitting around talking shit with your friends and like i feel like as you know people grow up and grow up then all of a sudden there's reality tv and oh like now you can like watch the bachelor every monday night and drink wine and shit talk about these people you don't know with your friends i mean it's unfortunate but like they don't realize that these characters on the show are actually real people and they're making a TV show. So they show different aspects of these people that are entertaining or villainous or, you know, the underdog coming through and, you know, different aspects of their personalities. But at the end of the day, like you have to realize that we're all people. And I remember there was one, there was one person that on Reddit that was talking about how like, they were talking like they knew me. They were like, oh, like, Kat, she's always bouncing from man to man, and she always moves up. Or, like, this is what she does. Like, she's a social climber. And I was like, first of all, like, for every person that you have heard of me dating, I've dated somebody else that you haven't heard about. It's just, like, they see me as this character that was created on a show, and they think that I'm this, like, man-eater that's, like, always dating up and dating around. I'm like, y'all, it's not, like, I'm not that person. And I don't know. People just like to create stuff in their head, but... My mom no. told, like, I've always thought I'd be a good Kardashian, but then my mom told me yesterday that I probably wouldn't because of the way that all this stuff kind of affected me. No, but it, it's seriously so true. Like, you watch somebody on a show, and then you criticize them, which I have been guilty of doing since I've been watching reality TV for years. And so, like, I'm not mad at Steve or anything. Like, I get it. Um, I just wish that – and I'm not mad at anyone else that has criticized me. I just think that it's like, okay, we're all he- – yeah, like we're, we're all humans and as humans we make mistakes and also we're on a TV show where they edit things. And so it's like you can't you can judge me based on what you've seen. Like you, you that's what you're supposed to do. You're allowed that opinion. But for you to think that that's only what I am and not ever give me like the time of day to show you like or talk to you or like get like actually be who I am like all aspects like you're just basing me off of one side of me that you've seen is frustrating, but it's kind of just like what you have to know whenever you go into reality TV. Like, I know that it's going to be this, they're going to take all the best, like, you know, entertaining things that I say, and they're going to make uh, a storyline based off of what is going to intrigue people the most. But I think it's pretty shallow to like, just give that all the attention instead of being like, Hey, let me talk to this person first. Like, or, you know, and I get it. Like, we're not very, like, it's not very attainable to talk to us because, like, we do have so many things coming in all the time and whatnot. But it's like, if you are reality, Steve, you're the basis of reality. Like, why don't you, like, you know, he's a reality spoiler. He's, like, the where people go to see the tea and stuff. And it's like, he should be talking to these people before he is reaming them to filth and like, you know, judging me based off of something he saw on TV because I know he's smart because his like analysis of people are always, you know, very intricate. And I could tell he's thought about it Apparently a lot. Apparently he messed up on his analysis of me. <laughs> what did he say? No, because I was just saying because we're a lot alike. But um, <laughs> I just think it's, I don't know, but... The, I guess the other thing is, is like, and maybe, you know, with social media these days, like, like when we first started as book, and also him and I have never talked about this. So I'm literally just speaking from my point of view of what I think might be going on. But like, I think, you know, when he first started his blog, um, I can't remember whose season it was, but it was a while ago. It was kind of before social media took over. And he's like, you know, an at-home blogger talking about all these people that he's never met. He has no chance of ever meeting. And, you know, like, he's doing it for the people that are all kind of with the same point of view as him as, you know, also the people watching, they have no chance of meeting, you know, for entertainment. I think that now, I guess we're a little bit more attainable with the help of social media. Like if he was to get to know people on a personal level, like he did with me, I, 
I bet every single opinion that he has of anybody would change because it goes from being like that outsider, like watching the person of, oh, they're a character. They have no, like, they're like, they're not a person. They're a character on a show and I'm being entertained to, you know, if he were to meet you face to face and realize your heart, realize that you are, you know, there's so many different sides of you. I think that it would, it would, it would, first of all, it'd kill his blog because like all the drama that it thrives on, people be like, what do you mean they have a good heart? I don't know. I mean, it's so true though. Like his, his career, he's, he's made a killing on his career and everybody goes to him for all these sources. So it's like, yeah, he's doing a great job. But like, I mean, I wouldn't even mind if he talked shit about me. If he just like sent me a message and was like, Hey, I'd actually like to talk to you and get to know you. I'm still going to talk shit about you. But like, I want you to know that I actually like want to know like your side of things. Like I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, yeah, talk shit about me. But just, I, I want you to know in your own heart that like I am not this person you think I am and like I am a nice person and I don't know like that I'll, then I'll I have, I've never talked about you because that'd be kind of weird if I was like hey by the way oh he despises me he despises me that's so funny man that's awkward no I mean but, but honestly it's not awkward because like it wait, wait I think people listening to this that that saw his live and all of a sudden created this storyline in their head that him and I were in a serious committed relationship and that we're getting married next week. They're going to, they're probably going to be like a little shocked by this, but (laughs) they're going to be like, what do you mean? He's never talked to you about Demi. Like y'all talk about everything. Like you're engaged. But, um, I don't like it. It's, I'm going to ask him about, I'm going to ask him. And I'll say, and I got your back. Thank you. Yeah. I, I honestly am like, I'm a very nice person. I'm very loving. I am a drag queen stuck in a little woman's body. Like, I'm a gay man. I've always said that about myself. I'm a gay... Oh, my God. Exactly. Like, I'm a little gay man. I'm a gay man stuck in this little tiny woman's body. And uh, not necessarily just gay because I like everything. I'm up for anything. But uh, so I... I'm I know that I come across as very like immature I do a lot of shit I'm very self uh, come across self-absorbed and all these things but like whenever you're my friend you understand that I'm not like that like I would do anything for my friends I will boost you whenever you need boosting and you don't have to tell me like I take criticism sometimes hard but I take it very to heart and I I'm not closed-minded. I'm not that arrogant or ignorant. Like, I I listen. I'm a very good listener. And I hear what you have to say. I hear what anyone has to say. And I'm not closed-minded to anything. So I just hate that he thinks that I'm such a bummer and such a, like, stuck-up, you know, fame-seeking brat. Because the truth of the matter is, is that fame? Yeah, of course I was seeking it. And I went on The Bachelor, and I got it. And you know what? I hate it now. I don't want it anymore. Like I there here's the thing. We're on a planet, we're just on this blob of matter rotating around the sun. And I'm just a blob of cells. And like whenever I think of it that way, the last thing I care about is being famous and people knowing me. What I care about is going out there and experiencing this life because that's what makes my little blob of cells happy. It doesn't really make me that happy to know that, oh, people know me and people want to be me and like blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. Like that doesn't make me happy. What makes me happy is like, you know, taking a stroll down the street and like seeing a pretty flower blooming on a bush. Like it's like these simple things that I didn't know I would appreciate as much as I do until I did like get everything I thought I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think you're not like me. You have, you know, if a situation presents itself, go for it. Like, don't say no, like, don't hold yourself back. Like, I mean, I think, and I think that everybody wants to be like that. Everyone, everyone wants the freedom to whether, I mean, it it might not be the bachelor, but like, say it's just like any kind of opportunity that presents itself in their life. Like everyone wants to have the, you know, the bravery or, you know, the spontaneity to just jump in full hearted and see where life takes you. And I don't think that that's bad. I know that reality, reality people get a bad rap because they think we're a bunch of fame sucking, you know, leeches, but there's so much more to us than that. 
There really is. And there are some people who are fame-sucking leeches, which is my new favorite phrase, by the way. Um, but there are some people who just care about the followers and, like, can I get more? Can I get more? Like, how can I get more and all that stuff? But at the end of the day, even those people, still, there's another side to them. They just have their focus set on something that they don't realize doesn't really matter. Um, well, it does. It, it matters if you're able to be able to trans like to be able to take the lots of followers and make money off of it. Cause who cares if you have a million followers, if you're not making money off of it. I mean, I guess, I guess some people care, but like, it's not. And a lot of people that, you know, they see social media stars are like, Oh, they're just stunting for the gram. They're just interested in likes. They're interested in this. It's like, I like, yeah, I am interested in that because that translates to a paycheck. So, I mean, there's just so much more than, posting pretty photos and getting the likes and getting the followers. Like that's how a lot of people make their living these days. And that is, it's a very reputable job now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm like really struggling right now. Honestly, like I'm in this weird place where I, I always did care about that. And I always liked that. And like, I always would see these influencers and I was like, wow, I wish I had that. And then I got that. And I'm like, I actually don't like anything about this, but that's my personal preference. I'm like, I don't like taking pictures, pretending like my life is something that it's not or pretending like my life is better than what it is. But for the people who are like passionate about it and they kill it, I respect them so much. But like, that's not for me. What if I told you you could get high quality organic and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need? That's what I'm doing since I discovered Thrive Market. As a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values, like paleo to keto to plant-based, delivering the highest quality organic and non-GMO foods. They also offer clean beauty and bath products, pet staples, and non-toxic cleaning products, Plus, ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. I personally love using Thrive Market for their wine. My favorite thing to order from Thrive Market is their wine along with some fun snacks to put together a delicious charcuterie board. They have a huge variety of clean wine and unique snacks that I love looking through and trying new things each time I order. One of my favorite consistent snacks are the Wisps Parmesan Cheese Crisps. They're so yummy. And then something else I shop for during the summer is Bug Spray. They have natural bug sprays that I need to keep those pesky mosquitoes away. As a member, I am saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. Not only do I feel great about getting a deal on my favorite clean organic products, but I also feel great about helping to support families who need it most. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. Thrive Market is working 24-7 to make sure members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible. You can learn more about their commitments to customers and membership matching on their website. Try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com BDE. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T dot com slash B-D-E to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 towards your first order. That's thrivemarket.com slash BDE. So what is your, because I'm assuming that being an influencer is your career now. Um, what is your dream career that you wish you were doing? Honestly, like, I don't really know. Like, uh, I, I probably would like to, like, have, you know, like a, I wish I could, like, take over Steve Harvey's job because he's doing pretty terrible at it. I love Steve Harvey. (laughs) Oh, no, I do not at all. He, I just watched his, like, I'm obsessed with drag. He just did a drag race episode and was so cringy and so homophobic. Oh, was he? And I get it. It's because of his audience. Like, I, I try to make light of it. Like, you make sense of it and be like, okay, he's being weird about all the drag stuff because his audience is a bunch of middle-aged white people but it just really bugged me like he was he made me so cringe 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 he was so like oh my god like what what is like it was just weird but I mean like hosting a show or game show or like hosting a late night show like I'd be so up for that Um, thank you I appreciate that I don't know something like that or even like 
some days I think like, damn, I want to go get a nine to five somewhere. Like I need to not, I can't be my own boss. I'm not good at it. I'm totally not a good boss. Like I'm not my, I'm, I'm not a good boss myself. Like I, I can't tell myself what to do because I'm not disciplined enough. No, I mean, I definitely, I love the freedom of being able to work for myself. Um, but it's, I mean, there's just, I think that when it comes like the whole like influencer life, there's some people that like, yeah, like they just struck it big and now they have a lot of followers and people are just handing them money. And, but it's not really like that. There's a lot of, um, behind the scenes marketing that comes in into it. I'm glad that I used to work for a marketing agency because a lot of the things that I learned from my previous job, I was kind of able to segue into this and it's always a journey. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not going to be an influencer for the rest of my life. Um, eventually I'm going to open up my own marketing and PR agency. So I don't know. It's always good to have the queen things, queen things. <laughs> I'm not, well, if we, yeah, if we, uh, if, I don't know. We'll see. It just gets, it keeps on getting pushed back and back depending on how long this virus is. So I know, but like you, uh, have, really I mean I'm very intrigued by your merch you have this amazing merch line like oh my gosh (laughs) I can't even I need to send you some well okay so right now so I need to do a restock actually um and but honestly that's not even that's not necessarily all me that's uh, my best friend Sydney uh it's a company called live love game day and um it was just so easy to she you know she uh, was able to handle all of the, um, the kind of the behind the scenes shipping stuff. Cause I know nothing about e-commerce, um, or fashion merchandising. So she yeah. was able to handle all that for me. I would be, I would do the design and she would help me with it. But, um, and she firing bitch. I want that. I want that p- tattooed. I don't have any tattoos and I want that tattooed on me. Well, I'm surprised I don't have that tattooed on me yet, to be honest. But, um, are you bitches conspiring against me? She's really the reason why the merch was so successful. There's a lot of people from my season and seasons previous that have tried to do the whole merch thing and it didn't really take off because it was like, because they're like, oh, you know, like message me or Venmo me this much money and then I'll send you, you know, it's very like kind of jank- jankily done, I guess. Um, but having her like live, love game day as the like home base for it. It was able to really be successful. So I need to do a restock. I wasn't sure if I was still relevant though. I do however, have face masks that I'm about to restock. So. Ooh. And we all need those. No, I think that you, you have like some of the greatest taglines. Like I thought I had some really good ones on my show, which I was like, I thought I was going to be a huge villain. I thought everyone would hate me. And then it ended up being only Reddit that hated me. Um, but it it was it was really empowering to be like saying things that I felt like you know I just said and then it was like oh my gosh people like like this but with you it was like you f-ing killed it like the conspiring thing that can like that was the funniest thing ever like you were such a joy to watch with all of it I mean it like I fell in love with you watching you oh thanks I so before leaving for the show like. I mean, it's, everyone knows it's like, I didn't have a TV until I got cast for the show or I thought I would potentially be on the show. So I had to go buy a TV so I could binge watch. But, um, I never had a TV because I spent so much time online and my source of entertainment was, or is looking at memes. So like all of my humor is like, like, it's like meme humor. I love memes. I love memes so much. Like a lot of people really got me because they were like, cause you know, like, me and like the, you know, Gen, Gen X or whatever it's called. Like we have the same kind of meme humor. And then I became a meme. So it's great. <laughs> Seriously, you were hilarious. Um, is there anything that you're working on right now that y- you want to like promote anything that you want to say, like for people to go check out? Like I advise everyone to go check out her merch. It's incredible. And wait for the restock because it, it's just hilarious. Like conspiring bitch and like. Are you bitches conspiring against me? Like, it's just so good. Everything is. Yeah, for sure. I need to do a restock on the merch. But um, I do have conspiring bitch face masks that um, our previous restock, our previous, the first, well, how many restocks did we do? Uh, it was like the first thousand that we sold. Uh, they're a dollar. And then if people post a picture of it, of them on their Instagram and tag me and Live Love Game Day, then we donate another dollar to a charity that helps those affected by COVID-19. Um, and we still have, we have 70 more in, in the, um, in the warehouse. So we still need to put those up. Um, and I guess that'll be probably coming out soon here in a little bit because now you have to wear face masks or you get fined. I think it's like $500 or something crazy like that. So stay safe. People wear your masks. Um, other than that, I mean, 
I am going to be launching a podcast here in a little bit. Um, but I mean, it just, everything is so unknown. And I feel like I've never had this much unknown to my life. I feel like I've always been seeking like the bigger picture of things. And this is really a growth period for me because for the first time I'm not able to really seek the bigger picture right before uh, COVID-19 happened. Me and my photographer, Alex had this huge business plan that we were going to start. Um, it's, it was the first phase of my marketing agency. It was going to be focused on travel and uh, travel also Instagram growth and engagement that people could, you know, like pay to pay in to have us, um, I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to instill my idea, but it was a genius idea that honestly hasn't even been done before, but it would have been first phase of the influencer marketing division of my marketing agency. I was so excited about it. We had our first trip coming up that was going to kick off everything and be kind of like the beta test. And then COVID-19 happened and it all got canceled. So it, it's a little bit, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, kick in the rear because now I'm so excited to get that started and going and have it be the bigger picture. But as long as I'm not able to travel internationally or even really travel domestically and able to experience other cities. Um, and also of course, you know, the different companies are cutting their budgets. It's, it's hard to start on the next thing. And I know that I'm not alone on this. So that's why I am open about it. Cause I feel like if, you know, if I'm feeling this way, a lot of people are feeling, you know, stuck. Um, really, in the meantime, I'm just hoping to be like a ray of positive light on social media. Um, and I don't know, Big Brother, Big Brother 22 is starting up soon. So um, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not slated to be on the show, but I'll probably be doing, you know, my podcast um, as you know, that's going on. So that'll be a fun little project. But yeah, I don't know, it's kind of growing pains right now, I guess. Yeah, it's a really weird time right now. Um, but basically, I want everyone to be encouraged to go and check out what Kat's doing. She does amazing things. She's so wonderful. I had so much fun talking with her. And she talks so fast. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I love it. I talk so fast. I love it, though. It's so cute because normally I talk fast. And, like, I'm not on my medication right now. So, like, I'm totally a sloth. And, like, my brain is like grogged flogged whatever it is but no i i really am obsessed with you and i think that you're wonderful and i loved hearing like all these different perspectives from you and i want to buy your merch because i want are these bitches conspiring against me like plastered on my forehead um what i have to talk to sydney about the restock and i'll send you one you don't have to buy it i will send you one but that's but but that offer isn't up for everybody listening to this. So. I'm like, you're just gonna send me one, one of what? What are you gonna send I don't know. me? I'll see how many. I'll see how many are in stock. But um, we probably need to come out with another. And I, I would love to buy it too, though. And like, you know, because that's that's the cool thing about like you know your friends who you're like, yeah, I could send it to you, and they're like, okay, sweet. But it's like the friends who are like, no, I want to buy it and support you. Like that's the friend I am. That is true. That is true. Yeah, there's a lot of. I, I do have a lot of friends that are like, they, they're like, oh, like, send me one. I'm like, bitch. Like, I'm trying to make money off of this. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I like sending it to people that, you know, that make me smile. No, I want to, I want to contribute to you. Like, I want, like, I don't even want you to send me anything for free. I want to pay for it because that is what supporting your friend's business is like. And I'm going to come home to Dallas soon whenever I feel like LAX isn't completely covered in COVID-19 because I'm scared. But I'm going to come back to Dallas and I want to see you. Well, I'm the same way about LA. So because I used to travel to LA like once or twice a month. Um, But I haven't because of, you know, COVID. Um, But sooner or later, I'll start traveling there again. Yeah, I feel like we're going to cross cross paths and we're going to end up being insanely great friends. And anytime you come to L.A., you have a place to stay. Oh, good. OK, <laughs> because, because I will definitely take you up on that. <laughs> oh, I got you, girl. I will let you have my beautiful, delicious mashed potato. Uh, I call my bed mashed potatoes because it's like all white and it's like so soft and like cozy. You can have my bed and I'll sleep on the couch or we can snuggle whatever you want. <laughs> But (laughs) yeah, depending on where we're at, like what mood we're in, I totally feel that like sometimes. Yeah, I get it. Um, But thank you so much for doing this with me. This has like been one of my favorite interviews. It was so fun to talk to you. I feel like I could talk to you all day long. (laughs) And 
So make sure you go and check out our Instagram. It's at K-A-T-D-U-N-N, at Kat Dunn. It's incredible. She has amazing content, honestly has inspired me to be better at content because I suck. And she has all these amazing photos, like your function for beauty, that ad that you had with all the you were like in the shower washing your hair. I was like, oh, my God, why are they still giving me any deals? Because you're so good at it. Well, well, thanks. But uh, that's honestly, that's not even Jesse. I have a photographer, Alex, that I work with. Um, and, you know, we're, we usually work together on like a daily basis. So he's him and I together can we do magic. It's not just me. I couldn't do it without him. But OK, so what's Alex's Instagram? We should encourage. Oh, he's tagged on literally all my stuff. OK, so go to Kat Dunn, her Instagram and go check out Alex, too. They both deserve the credit. Wow. I wish he was here in L.A. <laughs> yeah i'm super lucky to have him so oh that's beautiful actually we'll, we'll make we'll both plan a trip to la and then we can shoot some content together that'll be fun oh my god that would be so fun i'm like terrible at doing content i'm the worst um so yeah that would be amazing thank you so much seriously for like taking the time out of your day to do this with me and i can't wait to hang out with you me too all right enjoy the rest of your week and stay safe out there <laughs> 